Welcome to Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara, your destination for sexual wellness and mindful relationship advice. Hope you're having an orgasmic day. Well, 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 that was a hell of an intro, isn't it? (laughs) I feel like I'm coming already. (laughs) My name is Dr. Tara. For those of you who don't know me, I am a professor of sexual communication, a sex and relationship coach, and author of the Sexual Mindfulness Journal. You can check that out on my website, lovebites.co. And now, your favorite podcast host. This is the first episode of Love Bites by Dr. Tara, and I'm so excited. We're going to embark on a journey together. We're going to learn, we're going to laugh, we're going to cry. Well, hopefully, mostly learn and laugh. I'm just really happy that you're here. So the first segment today is called Shit I See on the Internet. This is where I correct false advice I see on the internet from self-proclaimed gurus and influencers. I personally have no issues with anyone whatsoever, but I'd like to offer a more informed, research-based advice everywhere I can. Just, you know, making the world more sexually intelligent one day at a time. Let's get started. So this blogger, um, I don't name names because I'm not a snitch, is preaching to women, young women, sis, wait three months to have sex with him to test him if he's good for you. Uh, What do you think is going to happen after three months? Like, is this a magical number where they're going to show their true colors before they have sex with you? What if sex is terrible? You have waited three months to have terrible sex. Now what? Uh, actually, based on social penetration research, the more we know about the person, the easier we can decide if we like them and the easier we can decide the likelihood of success in this relationship with the person. It's pretty simple. I am by no means advocating for people to have sex on the first date or second or whenever. I am not advocating for people to have sex uh, anytime. I'm just saying uh, I'm advocating for doing what feels right for you. Only you know this person you're dating. Only you know yourself and you understand the context of your relationship. It's pretty subjective. There's no rule. You know, I'm not going to be here and say you must have sex in one week to know if he's right for you. Like there isn't such thing. Don't listen to these people. There isn't a time frame that will guarantee an amazing sexual experience or guarantee a successful relationship. There's people that, you know, met on a one night stand and then now are still together after 20 years. Or there's people that waited forever to have sex after maybe knowing each other for a year and then, you know, get a divorce right after. Like, You know, there's no specific rule for this. 
Also, I see a lot of this, you know, uh, like I'm giving you a gift mentality going on with a lot of young people. Um, when you decide to have sex with someone, when you decide to have sex with someone, ideally it's enjoyable for both. Like it's an activity for both people to enjoy, to be all consumed, to be present, to have pleasure together. It's not something that you give up or gift to the other person, right? Good sex is both people enjoying it. Not as not a not something is being done to you. If you think sex is like something's being done to you, you're not gonna enjoy it. You're not in the right mindset to have that uh, fully present, fully aware, good sex mentality. If you currently have this, I'm giving you a gift mindset. Um, you might find yourself disappointed time and time and time again. So I think you should reevaluate this. Sex can be a beautiful thing or nasty, depending on who you are. Uh, but you know, <laughs> uh, it should be a beautiful thing. It should be an enjoyable experience for both people uh, equally. So it is not something that you're giving up. Shit I see on the internet part two. There are a few influencers out there that are talking about being a high value man. And I'm doing air quotes. You can't see, but I'm telling you. <laughs> because what is high value man? I mean, there's a ton of, you know, people talking about it. So there's obviously a lot of like subjective opinion based definition, but Basically, what I saw on social media is one of the tips was, uh, don't text her back right away. High value man doesn't text her back right away. Wait a day or two to text her back. Like, what does that even do? <laughs> if anything, it's fake. It's harmful. You know, what about just being authentic? What about just sharing how you feel? In theory, there's a concept called communicator reward value, but it's not the same as what he's saying. Uh, we, are, we, we like people that bring value to the conversation, to our life, right? We like people that bring value, bring value to the table. Like, what do you bring to the table? So the in communicator reward value as a concept, there's things such as like, you know, your attractiveness is something you bring to the table, right? Good personality, right? A good communicator, friendliness, being an intelligent person, a competent, successful person. These are some of the things that you bring to the table. And these are things that people typically find, you know, valuable, not some dude that purposefully texts you back in two days. Uh, that brings zero value and you're being annoying. Ladies, if you're casually dating someone like this, uh, it's time to say boy bye. Okay, now on to my last one for shit I see on the internet is someone saying you are perfect and the right person will see it. Uh, I partially agree with this message. I mean, uh, it is, you know, it's 
a huge blessing when you meet the right person. That's for sure. It feels amazing. But at the same time, I don't think you you shouldn't fake being someone else in a relationship. But at the same time, saying you're perfect already is such a fixed mindset. You know what I mean? It's a, oh, I am perfect and the right person will see it. It's like, I don't think anyone is perfect. Nobody is perfect. I am definitely not perfect. I'm working on myself and, you know, for example, like right now, I'm working on my spiritual mindfulness journey. So a lot of times I'm trying to uh, do some meditation, trying to do breath work, and just trying to learn about myself more and more. So it's a part of me bettering myself, improving myself. I am not perfect. To think that, you know, I am perfect there's nothing that you need to better yourself, improve, or change. It's a fixed mindset, and you're never going to find the right person because you know what? Newsflash. No one is perfect. It's good to love yourself, that's for sure, right? It's good to have self-love. It's good to have, you know, practices and affirmations for high self-esteem. I am like 100% for that. You know me. I love affirmations. But at the same time, like to think and to instill such a fixed mindset uh, belief into, you know, young people, I feel is so toxic. Like you shouldn't have to strive to be perfect. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to say I'm working on ABC, right? Like if you feel like, you know, you have attachment issues and you're working on becoming a little bit more independent, it's something to accept and like, that's okay, you know? Um, at the same time, I do think that when the right person comes into your life, and I mean, if you're talking to me, I don't think that the right person comes when it is, you know, when the time is right. Like there, is, there isn't, you know, the right place and the right time where this perfect person comes in. Sometimes they come in, in a wrong time sometimes they come in at the right time so kind of just give yourself a break enjoy your life and you know practice uh, mindfulness activities and improve yourself while you know having this growth mindset like you are powerful but you can also continuously learn and improve when the right person comes in, also know that it's not going to be fixed. It's not like, oh, the right person comes in, now we're perfect. Now we are together, now we are perfect. It's not like that. You will still be working and improving and bettering yourself together with your partner. And that is the growth mindset that you should have. So that's it for shit I see on the internet segment. I am moving on to my second segment, which is uh, Q&A. I do get a lot of questions either from my class or from DMs on my social media. So I am taking advantage of my podcast and I'm answering some of them today. The first question I got from my TikTok uh, is... Whenever I initiate sex, he's always tired. I feel so undesired. How do I change that? 
That is a million dollar question right there. Uh, so many people have asked me this, and a lot of my clients have felt this. One of the biggest issues in sex in long-term relationships is sexual desire discrepancy. This is when one person wants sex more than the other. Pretty simple, right? When one person wants sex more than the other. It can be like at any ratio. Maybe, you know, one person wants sex a couple times a week and you only want sex once a month or you never want sex and your partner wants sex once a week. So there's no like a specific ratio. It's just whenever there is a discrepancy uh, between you and your partner. The bigger the discrepancy, the worse the tension in the relationship. And it's never going away. So my advice for you is you have to, like you really have to have a conversation with him. Find a good time where, you know, you're both comfortable and you have time. So you're like not rushed to go somewhere. Like before work is not a good time. <laughs> so maybe, you know, uh, after work, maybe on the couch, maybe when you're having dinner, uh, sometime that is like comfortable and you're both in like a capacity to have a conversation. Ask him, hey, can we talk about something that really matters to me? Uh, I'm sure, you know, if you're in a good long-term relationship, he'll say yes. Then share that you've been feeling undesired. Share you've been feeling undesired. You've been feeling unsexy and it hurts you. You have to be able to have this conversation. You must have this conversation. This problem is not just going to go away by itself. It might get a little better here and there, or it might even get worse, you know? None of us deserve to feel unsexy and undesired by our own partner. And then, you know, during the conversation, set some new expectations and boundaries, like, can we try date night once a week where we are not distracted by technology? We're not, you know, checking our phones, computer. We're not watching TV. We're just having good quality meal together and then spend time like cuddling and having good sex, right? Like, can we do that? Have this conversation. Um, I hope it goes well. Keep me posted. The second question is from my Instagram and it goes... What are some sex questions to ask before I get married? Oof, that's, a, that's an amazing question, actually. And well, I'm just going to say, here are some sex questions to ask even before you exclusively date someone, right? Not even getting married, uh, not considering getting married, but even just before become exclusive with someone or committedly uh, date someone. Question number one, how important is sex to you? This is a vital question to ask because, you know, people have different sexual attitudes and that's okay. You know, I'm not saying there's one way to, uh, find sex as important. Um, uh, there's, there can be many different sexual attitudes, but it is very difficult to, 
be in a long-term relationship with someone that doesn't have the same sexual attitude as you. So ask this question, how important is sex to you? Because if, you know, someone asks me, like if my partner asks me that, I would tell him, you know, it's extremely important. Sex is an extremely important part of my life. And I would not compromise like having mediocre sex. No mediocre sex for me. I want all in. I want fully present, fully aware, uh, high effort, amazing sex. You know, and I'm not saying I want this like every single day, but you know, when we do have sex, I want it to be high quality. I would say quality over quantity. But if someone asks me how important is sex to you, I would say very much, right? Versus like, let's say you ask your partner and you know, maybe to you uh, from one to 10, maybe to you, it's like six or seven, right? And for me, it's 10. That's okay. Like if you are dating someone that says, uh, maybe like six, you know, it's not that important to me. I like that. It gives me connection with the other person, but it's not that important. Uh, maybe a six, like cool. If you're dating a six and you're a six, uh, in terms of, you know, how important sex is to you, like that's a good match, right? I would say this is an important question to ask because it will manifest as like a problem later. Number two, you should ask how many times a week or a month you like to have sex. Sexual uh, desire discrepancy or how many times you like to have sex, right, is like a huge thing that, you know, it's a huge part of people's problems. It's contributing to a lot of breakups, a lot of divorces. So it's important to ask like what what is good for you? Like for you, what is ideal for you, right? Um if someone asks you, like, are you going to say, you know, well, I think once a week, a couple times a week, there's some research that found that, you know, people, couples that have sex at least once a week are the happiest. And these are like the long, long term couples. I think it's, I think it's not just about the act of having sex. It's like the effort, you know, and both people feeling sexy, feeling desired. Question number three, I think you should ask, what do you think about having a sex check-in once every few months or so to see how we're doing sexually? This is, this is going to gauge like how open-minded the other person is to having sex talks, which is really, really important. A lot of my followers on TikTok and Instagram say that, you know, their partner ignores their, their uh, desire to have a communication about sex or conversation about sex I think that's toxic denying sexual communication in a relationship is toxic I know I definitely understand people that have sexual anxiety or trauma or you know just bad experiences so they don't want to bring it up but like not wanting to bring it up is not fixing a problem you know what I mean? It's not something that you can just escape forever. You'd have to bring it up eventually. And, you know, in a great relationship, and this is tons of research found this, uh, sexual communication predicts sexual satisfaction. And that contributes to, you know, an amazing long-term relationship. So you have to have a conversation. You have to be able to have sex talks, right? So asking asking this question, 
What do you think about having a sex check-in once every couple months to see how we're doing sexually is great. Because what if your partner is like, hey, you know what, babe? Uh, I feel like you've been distracted lately. Um, I would like for us to feel like more connected and present during sex, if that's okay. Like that's constructive criticism. And, you know, a big part of bringing up sex talks is also making sure that two people have high enough emotional intelligence to receive criticism, right? Because, like, what if someone, you know, what if my partner tells me, like, Tara, you're uh, doing at about, you know, six or seven out of ten right now? I'd be a little shocked because I'm like, uh, I put in the effort every time. However, I am emotional emotionally intelligent enough to accept like that is how he feels like that's his truth that's his reality so how can i do to pleasure you more or how can i do to improve our connection and experience right um if a lot of us are doing this like having sex talks i think we will eliminate like a lot of sex problems these questions will help you get into an exclusive relationship somewhat knowing your partner's sexual expectations and boundaries, which is a great start. Okay, on to my last question here is from my Instagram DM. Uh, is one night stand sex better than long-term relationship sex? because it's exciting and hotter <laughs> wow <laughs> what a question it depends on so many factors uh, what kind of long-term relationship are you in like are you in sync sexually with your partner uh, what kind of one-night stand are you having right there's uh, amazing one-night stand there's shitty one-night stand there's amazing long-term relationship sex there's shitty long-term relationship sex i don't think there's one type of uh, se uh sexual relationship is better than the other however i do want to share what studies have found studies show that women okay so the person asking me this is a woman studies show that women in committed uh, long-term relationships tend to report more uh, frequent orgasms and higher sexual satisfaction. Let me say this one more time. Studies show that women in committed sexual relationships have more orgasms or experience more frequent orgasms and higher sexual satisfaction than those in casual sex. I mean, I think it makes total sense. If you are in a good relationship where you are in sync with your partner and you know you love them and you feel you know you adore them and you're attracted to them um the sex is going to be so much more like intimate it's going to be so much more delicious right versus like a one night stand i mean i've had my fair share <laughs> a one night stand is typically uh, like, like let's be real it's typically a little bit you know drunken right uh, a lot of times i would say a mistake but sometimes uh, really fun uh, at the same time though i do think that high quality sex life 
probably come from a more stable partner. And I'm not saying at all that you have to be in a committed relationship. A stable partner can be your friend with benefit that, you know, you have learned each other's like sexual likes and dislikes, how to pleasure them, how to play, how they pleasure you. And you're more in sync. Uh, you have some type of report. You have like, you know, you have like some somewhat like a relationship. It doesn't matter what kind. But at the end of the day, I do think that that matters. But if you're asking, you know, someone who is in a kind of boring, uh, stale, long-term relationship that they're so over their partner, like obviously a one-night stand sounds like a lot more exciting and hotter, right? So it just like depends on who you're asking. But what I'm saying is theoretically and research shows that, uh, in a relationship with someone you trust, someone you know, someone you share an emotional connection with, sex should be better. And like, you can, you get to be a little dirty too, right? I feel like it's probably weird for me to, you know, call a one night stand daddy, but I don't think it's weird if I call my partner whom I love and adore daddy, like in, in bed, you know, and we're having sex being a little naughty. So like it, you can always like spice up your sex life in like different ways, but it all kind of starts with you being in sync with each other sexually. Alrighty. That is enough sex lesson for you today. If you have questions, feel free to DM me on social media. It's lovebites.co. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I will see you next week. We have a juicy interview coming up. Coming up. <laughs> Other than that, have an orgasmic day. So you've seen my Cosmo article on giving tantric massages, right? One of the best massage candles out there is by Maud. Maud has a toxic-free, skin-softening, gorgeous massage candle I recommend. If you'd like to buy one, you can go to getmod.com forward slash Dr. Tara. That's G-E-T-M-A-U-D-E dot com forward slash D-R-T-A-R-A. This information is also in my show description. Then you can use the discount code Dr. Tara, D-R-T-A-R-A, for $5 off your order. Let's get massaging. Thanks for listening. This was, this was Love, Bites. Love Bites by Dr. Tara. Follow Dr. Tara on social media at lovebites.co. Have an orgasmic day.